0: And welcome to the first in our new podcast series, A View From, where we head to the homes of the rest of the UK from the comfort of our sofas, or in my case, my dining room table. We'll be talking to the wealth management community that reside in these areas, large firms, small boutiques, family offices, private banks, you name it, we want to hear from you. Now I know you'll all be missing our beautiful voices so our on the road team will be talking about the new normal now that everyone is working from home and find out if anyone has taken up or given up on a weird and wonderful new hobby. Today I'm shining a spotlight on Bonnie Scotland and in the wonderful city of Edinburgh with Senior Client Manager at Brown Shipley, Sandra Daladite. Hello Sandra, how are you doing?
1: Hi Katie, I'm great, how are you?
0: (laughs) Good, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you <laughs> so, for <having> much. <laughs> so I'll just get cracking with the obvious question. Uh, coronavirus. <laughs> How has your region been impacted by it?
1: Well, first of all, I think I'm, you know, I'm so glad to see the numbers reducing across the country. As you know, in Scotland, we are slightly different, have slightly different measures, uh, versus england for example but i think everyone is in agreement that safety is the most important Mm
0: -hmm. so how is your life um different now what is your like typical working from home day so as a lot of peers at brown chipley
1: we run a skeleton staff and i'm actually one of them for our edinburgh office I volunteer to come to the office a couple of times a week, I check the post and we make sure we run smoothly and and keeping uh, the safety measures as well. I have to admit while I've, I really enjoy the flexibility of working from home, I do enjoy going to the office from time to time because that helps me to keep the sense of normality I suppose.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you go to like the director's table and sit there like, hello, (laughs) this is my new desk now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll be doing. (laughs) You know, I'm
1: like Sheldon, I do like having my spot. So I go back (laughs) sitting in the exact same seat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) So uh, how would you say that this um, situation is impacting your clients? Uh, What are are your clients saying? Um, Are any of them pushing for face-to-face meetings rather than over video?
1: Well, I think the first and foremost, you cannot over communicate at these times. My clients really appreciate the conversations we have and the level of details you go into these conversations. I think, you know, it, it can vary a lot and depends on the client. And sometimes you can get really technical, but more often than ever is reassuring our clients that we are here for them. What's different, I think, this time is that the conversations, um, they go way beyond the money. Because first and foremost, it's a health crisis. Clients worry about their own health and safety. And secondly, it is an economic impact. Their businesses may have been impacted. Some of them may have been furloughed or across the generations, maybe the children have lost their income and they're looking to help them. Whilst nobody prepared for COVID-19 per se in advance, we've always discussed with our clients these type of scenarios. And I always ask my clients, you know, what would happen to you if markets fell by say, 10, 20 or 30%? How secure is your income? And therefore we put certain emergency funds, if you like, in place. So that now comes handy and the clients are not forced to crystallize the losses. Of course, again, the situation is different. As I said, they may look to help their family and therefore a lot of time we're spending discussing what is important to them. Um, There's no face-to-face meetings and I think clients uh, uh, I'm very happy to see how we accommodate those meetings using video uh, recordings or via phone. And, and I would like to add that we use these opportunities to have you know, these full reviews with the clients. That, as I like to say, we reset the clock and speak and revisit their objectives, aspirations in, in light of these changed circumstances and how the portfolios meet that. However, we live in, in difficult times, and unprecedented, I think that's the word everyone's <laughs> been using.
0: It's the buzzword every it times.
1: is much. It's like, oh dear, <laughs> if I could it, the palm for every time the word was used. <laughs> but um, we have to remember that some people are feeling really overwhelmed and they're not in a right mind state to be having these conversations. And again, so that comes back to that, knowing your
0: client and having individual approach tailored to them. So Brown Shipley as a whole, um, how are they involved in like any charity work to do with um, COVID-19? Or are they making a difference to their community somehow? So uh, I'm very, very proud uh, that Brown Shipley
1: donated £10,000 to Critical NHS and uh, Critical NHS uh, focus on feeding the frontline staff, so doctors and nurses. As as you know, they work long hours, and uh, as the shifts finish, uh, the supermarkets may be closed or out of food, and Critical NHS provide them meals straight to the hospitals or intensive care units, so uh, we've donated that. Personally, I also tried to volunteer, but however, I have epic fails here. I've, uh, the first thing that I did, I ran to local Tesco across the road, and I said to them, if they need anyone stacking up the shelves or, or, or helping prepacking food deliveries, I'm happy to come in on uh, a zero hour contract, because I'm very mindful that obviously lots of people lost their jobs, and I don't want to be taking this from anyone else. So I said I could be working evenings or or, or the weekends. Uh, I applied for a couple of uh, volunteering opportunities at NHS Scotland, saying I could do everything you know from the beginning, using my strength, maybe carrying someone <laughs> through, or you know welcoming, guiding, or even mopping the floor. So I absolutely don't mind. So um, I'm very happy to to hear that they are overwhelmed with the level of volunteers they've got, and and I hope we they surely would have a better use of someone with some medical background rather than me. And lastly, I applied for actually Police Scotland. <laughs> oh, amazing. But again, they have enough of applicants at the moment. So I think, you know, I, I tried to do what I, what I could and, and, and I'm, I'm here to help and support the community what's needed, but I'm, I'm glad to hear that they
0: don't need much <laughs> I was going to say, if you need shelf stacking uh, help, I, can, I have many years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is Police Scotland? What, um, what would they have wanted you to do? So that would be like special constables. So you actually have the same powers as a
1: police woman and you just uh, keep the order and, and make sure that people um, focus on social distance measures more than, more than anything so because there is much more patrolling going on at the moment but uh, my application was
0: rejected I'm afraid. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so are there any um, challenges that you'd have you've had to deal with yourself? So I'm, um, I'm a very routine person and uh, I don't
1: deal very well with, with, with quick changes and, 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 and cancellations. And you can imagine, as everyone else, over the space of two weeks, my whole diary changed so fast. I think I had like four trips planned to London. Some of them uh, were canceled because of Flybe. Do you remember that? And oh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like ages away. <laughs> and of course, then the decision was made not to, ha- not to carry out any business travel. And um, secondly, as you know, I'm a very keen gym goer and I use that as my stress relief mechanism and that was no longer an option. So I was going a bit crazy, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my poor husband, and uh, I decided to run just like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And I kept on running. Uh, I used my one hour daily allowance every day and I totaled 200 kilometers in April. <laughs> oh my God, that's
0: incredible. As for a
1: not runner, th- that's quite a lot. I'm actually also looking at, into Citywide, a virtual run on Thursday. Oh uh, yeah, um, on the 28th. <laughs> potential to participate, Yes.
0: Oh, 200 kilometers. Are your legs hurting? <laughs> I, it, it, I definitely need a massage. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing you're, you're working from home. You get just sit down.
1: <laughs> so um, I think I also took up some new activities just to keep myself, uh, myself busy. So one of them being running. And uh, secondly, I always enjoy yoga and I never have enough time for that. So I, I really now take time to stretch with the aim to do splits. I'm still very far off until then, but God knows how long this lockdown goes. <laughs> Maybe at <laughs> the end of it, I'll come with a full front and box split. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, so um, Sandra, you are a power lifter. Is that the official yes. Yes. title off for it? What's the heaviest weight you've uh, lifted? I did one hundred and seventy five kilograms,
1: so, and I was competing against the world's strongest woman, and she won that competition yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I, and last year uh, I'm very proud it took two Lithuanian records uh, yes, saying that, my training had to take a pause just now mm-hmm. because I need certain equipment, and uh, I, my plan to spend three or 4,000 pounds on the home equipment in my living room didn't pass my
0: husband. <laughs> are you in a so, house or a flat? I'm in a flat. So saying oh, that- Your neighbors wouldn't have liked that. I know, so I've
1: actually, um, I think it's very entrepreneurial, but I rented a barbell from a guy who owns the gym, and I have only, only 95 kilograms, but my colleagues are laughing because I live in a flat above the shop which is, of course, closed due to COVID-19, um, there There, is a bet going that when they come back, they will have to close
0: for very serious refurbishment. <laughs> a barbell just shooting through their ceiling. <laughs> well,
1: I have a very quick access to the card shop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I mean, my next question was going to be, how do you stop from going stir crazy? But um, I think you've... Um, answered that one already (laughs) lots of activities i have have another one so i've uh, I've decided to study and something else
1: rather than finance and investment or financial planning for that matter Um, my big passion is fashion and i enrolled into the italian university course on management of fashion and luxury companies I thoroughly enjoyed and now I have an excuse every time I scroll on online shopping, I can say I'm doing my homework and I'm studying. <laughs> and indeed, my final assignment were on accounts on Salvador Ferragamo
0: and Nike and I loved it. I so much enjoyed. So obviously there's a lot of doom and gloom going on and being shown in the news, but what I want to know is what is the funniest thing or the best thing that's come out of all of this so far? have one funny thing, dear. So my husband insisted I cut his hair.
1: And I was like, are you sure? This is <laughs> how the goes. And he's like, you're going to be absolutely fine. You know, saying that, Katie, I've never cut anyone's hair, neither humans nor dogs for that matter. <laughs> and he gives me these clippers and he says, it's absolutely fine. Just, you know, short on the sides and a bit, do a gradient for me from the top and don't touch the top. And I'm just you know, doing the back and I have no idea, no concept, probably should have watched like a YouTube tutorial, but he forced me, just do it now, just, it's fine, it's gonna be okay. So I'm dealing with this shield and I kind of, when we go to this gradient thing, I really don't understand how it works. And he decided, let's remove that shield, you will have a better feel of a blade. And I was like, I'm getting so nervous, I actually can't stop laughing. So I'm cutting his hair. And at that moment, my hand shakes. <laughs> And it's like, oh, no, there's <laughs> this white patch on his back. <laughs> and my first instinct, I start rubbing with my hand. You know, the hair is not going to go back. And I'm just like, sc- you know, circling around and round and making it bigger. It's Do you like, have a bald husband now? I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, saying that. It's good as from the back. So he can't really see that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So hairdressing will not be a talent that you'll be taking out from all of this. then. That does
1: not sound like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So um, how do you think our businesses and working lifestyles will change after all of this?
1: It's a great question. And I don't think so that, you know, there is a definite answer to that. I don't think so. We just can't come back exactly how we worked before. But at the same time, I don't really think that, now suddenly everyone will be working only from home. Um, so I think it's gonna be somewhere in between and flexibility is key here. So business will be looking how to accommodate that and Brownship are in absolute agreement uh, of that. I also don't think so that business travel is dead. Um, I think we'll probably have to think twice before bu- booking another flight to London from, from Edinburgh. But I think it's also what is becoming more important than ever is meeting people face to face. So I don't think so that that will go
0: away anytime soon. True. A lot of my business as well is meeting people face to face. Like I love, I love a Zoom meeting, but I feel like you reconnect really with people more face to face, can't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, the Zoom and, and all the video conferences. You know, it's not a new technology. We, we had that option for, for years. Of course, it just shows how we quickly adapted and we're able to, to use that more and more often. But you know yourself, in the first weeks of lockdown, when you had four or five Zoom meetings, you go a bit of, you, you, <laughs> it, it's a bit too much and you feel yourself like pausing your video and saying, oh, technical difficulties, I have to log out.
0: <laughs> leave, leave immediately. <laughs> Sorry, lost my connection. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't do that in person, can't you? Can't, you can't just run out and go, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and so um, what are you most looking forward to once we all come out of this? I was going
1: to go a bit emotional. So I'm looking forward to hugging my friends. And I really, really want to travel to to Lithuania and wanted to see my grandmother and my mom. And my mom bought a puppy. It was going to be a full grown-up dog by the time I'm going to see her. So, and um, getting my
0: nails done. Which companies or organizations do you think have acted most admirably during this crisis? So, I think when you look at ESG
1: through this COVID-19, S. The social aspect really came um, into spotlight, and I think a lot of companies um, uh, and I think a lot of companies here came uh, came around, so one of them is being maybe Netflix think of reducing the the quality of streaming and thank you for Tiger King, so we all feel a bit more normal mm-hmm. and um, companies such as LVMH and L'Oreal so for the fragrances um and and cosmetic business they started producing sanitary gels and uh, uh, clothing companies um started uh, sewing uh Clothing for frontline staff. So, for example, Burberry uh, are doing for nurses. So, and I have to admit, I went and Google if I can get a couture nurse gown <laughs> from Burberry. <laughs> There's no like, but I think that this is incredibly admirable. Most importantly for me is the local companies in Edinburgh. And uh, just, I'm so. Um, heartwarming touched by the local companies here who are struggling as it is and they're still donating food and delivering for those who are in need It is, i think it's brought so such a huge sense of community and that's the best thing that comes out of this crisis that we are much more caring for each other and helping each other
0: so i think that's beautiful it's a nice sense of community isn't there
1: keeping safe and keeping sane
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a good tagline. <laughs> so, yeah, think- we're just trying to get through it the, be- the best we can and make the best out of it, really. Try not to get too down in the dumps. I
1: well, know. I feel that my mood can be swinging quite a bit. And, and, and uh, I think it's just normal and just to accept. And, and we are now at the moment in mental uh, health week. And yeah. Just to reiterate that it's okay to feel and mindful that you know some days I understand that I struggle a bit more, and I think that you know my colleagues will be similar and my clients will be the same. So it's just to to give each other a bit more slack and 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 and, and space and and that more understanding to each other. I think you can achieve so much more. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me for our first episode of Citywise A View From. Be sure to follow us on our journey south for our next instalment. Bye.